This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. KGVO, Missoula's news and weather station. Hey, welcome, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you along this morning on this Wednesday, January 3rd edition of Talkback. Talkback this morning is brought to you by Y West Storage out at the Y on Two Smokes Way. Give them a call to find out what's available, 406-510-0590. That's Y West Storage, making room for you. Also brought to you by Phillips Janitorial. Great way to start the new year. Get your home and your office cleaned. Give them a call today, 406-260-6617, because no job is too big or small for Phillips Janitorial. And by Gomer's U.S. Diesel Parts, no matter how cold it might get, uh, Gomer's U.S. Diesel Parts has everything you need to make sure your rig starts every single time. They're located at Palmer and West Broadway in Missoula. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Okay, we are thrilled to have with us this morning, first of all, deeply thrilled and profoundly thrilled to have Nick Christensen over there. Hey, Nick. Hey, good morning. <laughs> and also joining us this morning, we are really thrilled to have Walt Kiro here because, uh, yeah, uh, a week or so ago, you had a, quite a, an adventure. Yeah, we had a medical scare. Yeah? You know, I, I went and I was doing my usual workout. I, at I, the peak. I see you at the peak all the time. And you're uh, on that treadmill going for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're uh, keeping the keeping the cardios going. Right. Anyway, after I left the peak on the way home, I had a uh, heart arrhythmia, as it turned out, and my heart went through the roof at 300 beats per minute. Whoo! And the uh, uh, fire department from Lolo got got to my house and put the monitor on. Said, "Woo!" You're lucky to be even functioning. So, anyway, long story made short, went in the ambulance to St. Pat's and all is well. Just had a had a defibrillator put in and then they did a cath, cath uh, test. And the good news is it said my heart was very similar to what it was 15 years ago. So, wow. Anyway, all wow. is well. So you had an anomaly, basically. <sighs> yeah, I, I think it was a case of dehydration. Ah, and okay. uh when you go to the heart folks, the, there's plumbers and electricians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and uh, uh, of course, both of them looked at me and they, they tried to rule things out. And it boiled down to they think uh, uh, there was scar tissue from a previous incident and, mm. and the electricity didn't flow the way it should have been. Wow. So. The heart went crazy. So they, did they have the jumper cables there? And the, mm, uh, <laughs> the, the no. pl- plumber's helper? No. <laughs> no, no, the folks in the ambulance gave me an IV and that slowed yeah. things down. Oh, that was good. perfect. All right. Well, we're, we're glad to have you, man. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Because if you weren't there... I'd be giving tax advice, and we know how dangerous that would be. Well, that'd be interesting. <laughs> Nick is shaking his head over there. No, no, not a good idea. Not a good idea. Thank you. If you want to be broke, listen to Peter. There you go. Anyway, all right. So, so uh, we have you. You brought your stack of stuff with you. Oh yeah, it came prepared because this is the beginning of a new year. So happy New Year to everybody! But yeah, it's also uh, another tax filing time coming yes, up. Yes, it certainly is. So tell you what, let's. Uh, we're, we're, it's at 8.09, so we have to take a break here. So we will get into your stack of stuff, and there are seven, count them, seven things on your list yeah. to talk about today. But 
The real reason you're here is now that we have 2024 uh, in our sights and we're in, into it, mm-hmm. it's time to st- get serious about putting your taxes together. Why wait, right? Yes. And so uh, if you have a tax question, if you've been looking through your stuff and uh, you've, you've missed something or you found something that you didn't expect, then, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? That's why Walt is here to answer your question. So the phone lines are open at 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. Or you can use that fabulous KGVO app and hit the message us button and we'll pass that along to Walt as well. So we're coming right back. Uh, right after this, this is Talk Back. So stay with us. More freezing fog to deal with on Wednesday, and when it does lift, it will continue to be cold and cloudy with highs just above freezing. We are starting to see more solid evidence that conditions will change at the end of the week, a slight chance of snow on Thursday, and then snow likely Friday afternoon with a chance of snow through the weekend. Most of that will be at the higher elevations, although the Mission and Flathead Valleys and the Kootenai Cabinet could see a few inches at the lower elevations. Lows will continue in the upper teens and low 20s through the end of the week. In the Town Square Weather Center, I'm Dennis Bragg. Oh, thanks, Dennis. All right, here we are back. Back at uh, here on Talkback this morning, it is a foggy, foggy uh, morning out there. Walt uh, Walt Kiro joining us here in the studio this morning, our resident CPA from Kiro Byington and Associates. He's here quite literally to answer your tax tax questions. He comes on a couple times a month, and uh, for the for this brand new year, we've got a whole brand new stack of stuff. So yes. uh, we're waiting for your phone calls. Though we'd love to hear them at seven two one twelve ninety. Go ahead. Oh yeah, you bet. Okay. Anyway, oh, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Go ahead. Now, say we have an app question from Katie. Go for it. Uh, she wanted to know: Could you explain the new fee schedule that all LLCs and S corps have to adhere to after the first? Apparently, there are fines if you don't do it. Yeah, the, uh, I believe what she's, uh, Katie's referencing is, uh, and, and I have it in my stack of stuff. It, it, it has to do with, uh, uh, the ownership question of, of these entities like LLCs and whatnot. Right. It's a, uh, FinCEN, F-I-N, CEN okay. requirement, and that stands for Financial Enforcement Network Ooh. for Crimes. Ooh. And uh, it's talking about beneficial ownership. So any existing LLC, S corporation, kind of whatnot, you're supposed to, small business, you're supposed to register with FinCEN. It's a one time shot. Uh, and so. For existing businesses at December 31st of 2023, you have until the end of 2024 to, to file this form with FinCEN. Uh, the form's free, but you got, it's just something you got to do. If you don't do it, right. then there's penalty. Okay. For a new business, say you, Peter Christian, you, let's say you incorporated your, uh, my dog walking business. Your business, yeah. <laughs> For a new business in 2024, you've got 90 days from the beginning uh, of the formation of that entity to file this form. So, yeah, that's that's what that's about. Okay. Well, there you go. So, uh, okay, we have uh, we have here uh, with tip number one about the uh, top year end planning tips from uh, from Mr. Ramsey, who you are uh, Mm -hmm. a, a, a. uh, a, a certified what? What is it? In, enrolled agent or what? Well, they call them. Uh, well, they have the. They changed the name of the program from endorsed local providers right. to Ramsey Trusted. Right. Uh, so it, it's essentially the same. We okay. uh, 
we go through a vetting process by Dave Ramsey and his folks, and once we get anointed, uh, <laughs> then uh, they they have a wonderful referral program. So. People say, hey, I, I, I have tax problems and I don't want to mess with TurboTax myself right. because I've gotten in trouble or Lord knows what. So anyway, we get I get quite a few referrals. Well, you've got too much stuff going on. If, if people like I have a itty bitty tiny small business and, and even the small business that I have is, uh, I think, too much to, to try to trust a, an online deal. I, I need somebody with hands-on experience like you. To help me, uh, you know, do things right so I don't, you know, bankrupt myself or, or whatever, right? <laughs> or get in big trouble. Yes, Yeah, it's exactly. easy to get into trouble. Yes, it certainly <laughs> is. All right, well, the phone lines are open at 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. Let's talk about these t- year-end yeah, planning tips. Yeah, the year-end planning tips. Uh, and because December 31st has come and gone, we're, it's kind of ancient history. So there's not much most taxpayers can do now. Yeah, you can take advantage of IRAs and certain things after the end of the year year uh hsas and whatnot but uh, now is the time to be thinking about this stuff so it's a good time to review how much you're having withholding and you just mentioned something about you know uh, people on social security you sign up for social security and you don't you're not aware of it uh, and you should have withholding on that if your Social Security is going to be taxable. For most people, Social Security becomes taxable because they have other incomes. Right. And so all of a sudden you've got income and if there's no withholding, you could owe a, a significant amount of money at the end of the year. And you go, whoops, I didn't know that was taxable. Yeah. And one, one would think, one would think that whoever is signing you up for Social Security, especially if they're with Social Security, mm-hmm. and you're talking to them, oh, I'm uh, 68, but uh, I, want, I want to sign up for Social Security. What do I need to do? Well, let's just uh, send you this form. And uh, and uh, what do you want to do? And, and they didn't ask my friend, mm-hmm. if uh, if they wanted to withhold taxes. I, it didn't even come up. I'm going, yeah. well, what's going on with that? Yeah. Well, like most other places, Social Security has had turnover in their employees, and so they have a lot of younger ah. and not as experienced people. And gotcha. so, you know, there we go. And it's too bad, but but yeah. those things happen. Yes. And for Social Security withholding, the form you fill out is W-4- and V is in Victor. So, anyway, uh, you 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 can have uh, oh, I think it's ten percent, twelve percent, or twenty two percent withheld. Right. I, I I took the twelve. Yeah. So and that's a good that's a good option. Somewhere in the middle. Yep. Yep. And uh, but they won't do Montana withholding. No. That's, no. So you're just short there. Right. But for people out there who are getting a paycheck. You just need to think that every time you get a paycheck, there's withholding going on. You're making an estimated tax payment right? at that point in time. And so uh, whenever you have income from whatever source, you got to think about, well, should I up uh, my withholding someplace else to cover this income or can I withhold on that specific income? Right. You need to think about that. All right. Well, we already have a caller. Let's uh, get okay. right to it. This is Jerry. Jerry, good morning. Whoop, oh, there we go. Uh, Jerry, good morning. You're on Talkback, sir. What's on your mind? Hi, Jerry. Hey. Hey, well, thank you. Hey, I need some help. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> I uh, I listened to KTVO Talkback uh, when I winter down here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hearing you guys all the way down here. 
but I forgot to bring my tax information down. Uh-huh. And you just mentioned that it's due uh, the first of the year, the, the last section. Could you have your staff mail me uh, my copy of my, my your organizer form so I can get it? Yes. Yeah, I, I'll get that to you, and I can get it to you by email if you prefer. I'd prefer email. Uh, I've just got a new phone, and I'm still learning how to use it. I'm really a neophyte when it comes to technical issues. <laughs> yeah, but okay, I'll email it to you, and that's no problem. Uh, we've got the PDF files ready to go, and so it's just a matter of uh, copying and pasting and send it to dear old Jerry. And and, 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 that, and that way you can pay for the printing, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I want to sincerely thank well, you, Jerry, because this is from Grizz Football Fan, because your your assistance with the design of that stadium is welcomed thousands and thousands of times. Oh, thank you. That's my crowning glory. And I'll always be proud of it. And all the people that helped me, especially the Washington Corporation. Now, now let me ask you something, Jerry. So, having been the public address announcer offered for the last twenty six years, yeah. are are you yes. the are you the one who who designed it so that the fans are almost sitting right on top of the uh, of the of the field? Uh, so that that noise and again, it bounces right off the mountain and then back into the field. And uh, North Dakota State, they they made the uh, statement after the game. Said it was the crowd that beat us. It was the crowd. We couldn't hear ourselves. Yeah. Think. So well, if you guys will remember, there uh, we had to build the stadium between the field house and the campus drive that wrap around there. Right. And there wasn't a whole lot of uh, room to do that. So we dug the doggone field down about 20 feet into the ground and mm-hmm. filled it up from there. Wow. Uh, so it wouldn't overcome some of the buildings around it. Uh, and that's what creates the noise. And, you know, I, I got I to put in a clerk. I, I had an architect down here in Arizona that designed the dome for the uh, Flagstaff uh, uh, Stadium. And it was originally designed so we could put a cover over it. But as we expanded the end zones in that and filled in the grass areas, we uh, we kind of counteracted that original design. And now Flagstaff can hold 12,000 people and we can hold 26,000 people. So I think we did a pretty good job and the university did. I think you're exactly right, and I, I can't tell you how many times I've read post-game or listened to post-game interviews. Uh, well, for instance, the gentleman from uh, from Ferris State, right, the the coach from Ferris State, the Division Two champion, mm-hmm. who had hadn't, hadn't lost a, 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 a away game for twenty twenty eight games, right, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he said uh, if, if Coach Hawk ever quits, I want to come coach here <laughs> <laughs> because the crowd is just so amazing. Hey. You got to thank the crowd for that because you, you, as the announcer, knows that when the opponent team has the football, the crowd is about ten times louder than it is when the Grizzlies have the ball because they, they know they can't hear the the calls from the quarterback. I have always said that we have the smartest crowd in college football. We really do. Yes, you bet. Hey. It's great visiting with you. I'll let uh, let get off the air. And <laughs> yeah, yeah Jerry, yourself. good talking to and you. Any, and anybody, I'll get you that organizer. That need, 
You betcha. Thank you. Hey, go mm-hmm. Grizz. Thanks a lot, bud. Appreciate it. All right, uh, let, we have Alan on the line. Alan, good morning. You are on Talkback, sir. Hi, Al. Well, uh, hi, hi. Good morning. I've got an interesting problem for you. Okay. In one of my in one of my retirement accounts. Yes. I have a piece of rental property. And when I reach 73, I have to start drawing money out. Yes. How how do I do that if I have just property in there? Oh, okay. Now the property is this dirt or is it a building or is it real estate? Real estate, rental house. Okay, tell you what, we're, we're, uh, Peter made a boo-boo. I was supposed to take a break right there. So we're, well, I'm, I'm going to keep you on here, Alan. We'll, we'll get your question answered right after we come back from this timeout. Stay with us. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. All right, uh, let's get back to talk back. Uh, Walt Kiro here with us. And, of course, we have uh, Alan on the line. I uh, ask a very important question. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, so, it, go ahead. It, in fact, I was thinking, oh, my God, how are we going to deal with that um, <laughs> when it's just property in there? <clears throat> just uh, I'm going to I'm just going to assume, Al, that there is no uh, other assets in this retirement account. And that, Correct. and that there's no debt on the property. In other words, there's no mortgage on the real estate. Is that okay? That's correct. Okay. Um, that, that makes it, when you said the word rental, it was a ta-da moment. And so you, sh- the, the retirement account should be getting the rent income in the form of cash. And then you might have a few operating expenses, uh, and whatnot. But the whole thing is you're going right. to have cash flow and that cash flow from the rental should be enough. I would hope, uh, to, uh, satisfy that minimum distribution requirement. If not, then we're going to have to go to plan B and, and structure something that would uh, accommodate uh, that that amount. Now, if let's just I'm just going to use hypothetical numbers. If your uh, property was worth a half a million dollars, the minimum distribution on that is going to be so, a little bit less than four percent of that or twenty thousand. And I would think you probably have enough rental income to cover that. But um yeah that would be 20,000 a year yeah yeah now okay, the, the, right. go ahead 
Well, it, and it's the four percent. Is that what the IRS determines? Yeah, there's a there's a table that you go to, and you start with your age, and you go to the annuity tables, what your expected life is, and and then they start running that. And your first year, it runs around three point seven, three point eight percent, and and then it it, it gradually increases like about a half a percent or a third of a percent a year after that. Uh, uh, okay. Is this an IRA, Al? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Did you have to search to find a custodian that would take real estate uh, inside of an IRA? Yes. There, in the nation <laughs> right now, there's only two two that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's legal. It's allowable to put real estate inside your IRA. The, the, the detriment to that is, is the pain. It's a pain in the hind end to have it there because you're technically supposed to have a real estate appraisal at the end of every year to determine the fair market value. And then from that is how you calculate your required minimum distribution. But uh, other, we, we go, go ahead. Through- Right now, right now we're going every year. We're going through the evaluation. Yeah. The, the, my concern is now I'm at the point where I'm about turn seventy three and I have to take the minimum distribution. See? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah, so but I ahead. think you can use the cash flow from the rental to cover that. Okay, and the, there's the table. You've answered my really answered my questions good. Now I understand what I need to do. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Good luck, Al. And thanks, Alan. Appreciate okay. that. We're going to, uh, we because of Peter's mistake before, we're going to take a quick break. Len, if you'll hang on, we'll get to give you full time to get your, your question answered. We're going to come right back. By the way, several phone lines open. If you have a question for Walt Cura, our resident CPA is here to do just that. Our number is 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. Back right after this. More freezing fog to deal with on Wednesday, and when it does lift, it will continue to be cold and cloudy with highs just above freezing. We are starting to see more solid evidence that conditions will change at the end of the week. A slight chance of snow on Thursday, and then snow likely Friday afternoon with a chance of snow through the weekend. Most of that will be at the higher elevations, although the Mission and Flathead Valleys and the Kootenai Cabinet could see a few inches at the lower elevations. Lows will continue in the upper teens and low 20s through the end of the week. In the Town Square Weather Center, I'm Dennis Bragg. All right, uh, welcome back, everybody. It is the Wednesday edition of Talkback. Walt Cura, a resident CPA here in the studio. And Len has been waiting very patiently. Len, good morning. Thank you for holding. You're on with Walt. Go ahead. Hi, Len. Good morning. I got a tax deal for you. Oh, good. My daughter uh, and her husband filed through uh, TurboTax a long time ago. They they filed separately. He got his money back. She's still waiting for hers. Oh. And she don't know how to go about it. Approaching uh, the IRS or TurboTax or who to get her money back. Okay, the first thing that you can do and uh, is there's a a functionary. I think you know if if she has a computer, uh, you can go into the IRS.gov website and and uh-huh. uh, there's a a place in there where it says where's my refund and so. I would start with that. Okay. And if if she gets no satisfaction there as to finding out what happened, is then there is a, an IRS office in Helena called the Taxpayer Advocate. She's in Colorado. Okay. Okay. 
Well, then, if she's in Colorado, there will be a taxpayer advocate in the state of Colorado. And uh-huh. believe it or not, uh, there's a form called 911. <laughs> And that's, 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 you know, somebody had a sense of humor at the IRS when they came up with that form number. But Form 911 is used to request assistance from the taxpayer advocate office. And so I would go to that as step number two. But I I would say if you can't find out what's going on there, and is she in a big town in Colorado or a small town? Uh, She's in Denver. Oh, yeah. Well, the IRS has got quite a bit of uh, uh, office there. Uh, They even have an appeals office. But I think you could – she could uh, either schedule an appointment or uh, contact them on the phone. They should even have walk-in service. In fact, Missoula now has walk-in service like it used to Uh have. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh Anyway, that's – Her husband got his money back within two weeks. They yeah. file separately, uh-huh. you know, and she's still waiting for hers. She's got stage four cancer. She really needs that money. Oh yeah, I would. Uh, I yeah, I I would try that first, and if she doesn't get anywhere there, go to uh, go to the uh, taxpayer advocate office, and okay. uh, I think that's the quickest way to get uh, to get at that, Al. I'm Len. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate it. You bet. Good luck there. Uh huh. Yeah, best, All right, thank you much, and mm-hmm. and, and so, yeah, good thoughts for your for your family there. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, you want to do the app question now, Nick? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Bob wanted to know: Do I need to do an RMD if I'm still working part time at the same company? I turn seventy three in twenty twenty four. No, the answer is yes. It's uh, the magic uh, the magic number is seventy three. So. And they, that used to be 70 and a half, and then they bumped it to 72, and then just here a year or so ago, they raised it to 73. That's, that's the required minimum distribution, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's straightforward, and you're, you're just going to have to do it, even if you keep working. All right. Let's, all right. Let's, uh, Lisa, Lisa's up next. Lisa, thanks for holding your on talk back with Walt Curo. Go ahead. Hi, Lisa. Good, yeah, good morning, Walt. You know, I am getting ready to do, to work on my future taxes that I have to file. And um, I ran across this letter, I had forgotten all about it, which came from the governor's office. And in it, it says, if you are a full resident at 221, paid income tax for 221, filed and this letter, by the way, was in July 23, sent yes. to me. Um, income tax for 2021, 20, filed return 2020, etc. Uh, as a dependent by another tax pay, you qualify for an income tax rebate up to 1250 for an individual. The good news is you don't have to do anything. The state of Montana will send it to you either to... Uh, my bank deposit or direct. So whatever happened to that? Oh, okay. Did you ever get it? No. You never got the the money, huh? Mm. No. Okay. Well, if you were entitled to it, uh, you should have received it. So what I'd be doing is I'd be calling the state and finding out, uh, what, you know, what happened. Now, um, yeah. We've had a caller in, I think it was Buck. I think it was Buck. 
he didn't get his refund either but his he 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 checked and they were saying well you didn't have any tax in 2020 but you did in 2021 and and according to his initial response was he was told that you had to have tax and income in both years and and i thought well that was news to me the the key was you had to be a montana resident taxpayer and filed in both years it didn't say you had to have tax but anyway um i would just pursue that now did you have a tax liability in 2021 uh, what does it mean, tax liability? Uh, in other words, I had to pay taxes to the government. Yes, if you paid, if you paid the state of Montana uh, twelve hundred and fifty dollars or more for the tax year twenty twenty one, then uh, according to what we know, you should have been entitled to that refund. Now they were going to okay. calculate. They, the state of Montana, was going to calculate that automatically and send them out. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if you're entitled, you should get it. And so uh, the state of Montana, who do you happen to have the number handy by any chance? Or uh, whom would I give it? Okay, well, are you ready? The yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah, you sound so German and so ready that, you know, you're prepared. Go ahead. Okay, 406 444 444 6900 6900 yes thank you yeah i will i will go ahead and work on that then okay, okay lisa best you. of luck have and if you have any more hiccups yeah. if you need more help uh, give me a call <laughs> okay thank you thanks. you bet thanks lisa we're Bye, up, lisa. we're up against the break jeff if you'll hang on uh, by the way uh, several phone lines open if you have a tax question that's why walt is here and he's been doing it uh, since eight o'clock this morning give us a call 721-1290-1800-568-530 it's so much fun to hear you uh at, because I, I i get to watch Walt, when he does this, when somebody answers a question, all of a sudden his eyes light up. I know that one. And it just, <laughs> and we're, we're going to come right back. 721-1290 is our number. We'll be right back. Hey, we are back on Talkback, 721-1290. That's our number, especially for Walt Kiro. If you have a, a tax question, he's our resident CPA from Kiro Byington and Associates. And Jeff has been waiting. Uh, good morning, Jeff, and welcome. Good to have you. Morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning. Uh, sorry to hear about your close call there, Walt. Oh, um, yeah. Well, it, it kind of shocked me because the, when it first hit you, you kind of go, what is going on? And anyway, I was driving. And I thought, oh, my God, I got to get off the road. So I just rolled into the uh, Sons of Norway parking lot, <laughs> caught my caught, got my wits after about two or three minutes. Got some lefts to go, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you, yeah. you, but you, you should. Now, Jeff, you should have seen this guy. He comes running up the stairs. I t- t- stop. Take your time, man. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. What's yeah, your question? Probably two at a time, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so yeah. I mean, I've had mine checked out for other reasons. Nothing nearly as serious as you. I have so far, a clean bill of health. So. Uh, oh, good for you. Yay! That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
keep, keep on trucking, man. Yep. But you might you might want to look at who's going to replace you when uh, Peter's ninety three years old out there and doing talk back <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and needs a tax expert. Yeah, well, I'm working on that right now. I'm trying to uh, find somebody else who can uh, eventually take over uh, the Dave Ramsey stuff here. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My question. My question is around uh, medical savings accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, about how do you get? What are the requirements for taking money out and putting money in? I know you can put this year. You can put uh, into uh, Montana medical savings account forty eight hundred dollars. You could for twenty twenty three. Yeah. Took care of that. But do you have to take the money out in twenty twenty three, or is it money that's in there that you can? How does that work? You can uh, just leave it in there and pull it out as needed. So you can put it in year after year after year. And, uh, you know, as long as you pull it out for medical expenses, there's no tax. If you pull it out for non-medical expense reasons, uh, then it's taxable. But anyway, yeah. So you put it in and uh, to take it out, you just have, you know, have bills that are, you know, that you, you need reimbursement for. Well, I realize the bills have to be in 2023, and that's not a problem. Do I have to take it out in 2023, or can I take it out in 2024 for a bill that was that came due in 2023? Yeah. Um, I think you can, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, there is a handy-dandy reference guide on Montana medical savings accounts that's uh, oh, published by that other school down the road. <laughs> Marsha? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, but I think you can because of, uh, you know, I don't think you're required to uh, have have an expense from the given year when you're seeking reimbursement because a lot of times there's going to be a a time difference. Yeah, I I can imagine my my medical bills are just going to be through the roof in January and February. So, uh, you know, it takes a while for those bills to come through. So, uh, but I'm not an expert on medical savings account uh, procedures and, 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 uh, administration so i just kind of know the tax aspects so okay yeah and uh two two other things real quick um i filed for the uh income tax rebate and uh i still have not gotten my 2020 uh federal income tax uh refund um i i I keep pestering my uh cpa i won't mention a name but somebody you know and uh (laughs) And it's just frustrating to me. However, I I went and reached out to the Department of Revenue. Yeah. And in particular, I reached out to a lady who's the Taxpayer Assistance and Public Outreach Director. Uh Uh-huh. Her name is Sheila Stevens. Mm Mm-hmm. And she is absolutely wonderful, marvelous. I cannot sing her praises high enough. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She immediately dug in and took charge of my case. And even though Montana doesn't have proof of me filing, she looked at my 2019 and 2021 and said, you're a resident, you filed, and I got my refund. Oh, for uh, for so, the income tax rebate of 1250 Right. Yeah. So if anybody is having problems, I would, you know, this is her job, Taxpayer Assistance and Public Outreach. Mm-hmm. Sheila Stevens, and her phone number is 444 444- Six seven eight nine, 
and uh, she is more than helpful. And I would just encourage anybody to go out to her. Yeah, it sounds like Lisa should uh, give her a call. That's what I. That's what I was thinking. And and one more set of kudos, completely outside of this. Uh, Nick, you did a marvelous job this morning in your uh, odd news. Um, you managed to use the plural of uterus correctly, uteri. Uh, I was really impressed. And for that, all past uh, grammatical errors are forgiven. <laughs> wow, how generous of you. <laughs> yes, proper English. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Way thanks, to go. Joe. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks. I'm not sure what to think of that. Anyway, thanks for the call. Seven two one twelve ninety. All right. So uh, phone lines are open. If you have a question, tax question for Walt Kuro, or even a grammatical question for Walt. No, I'm just kidding. Seven two one twelve ninety, or for Nick, for that matter. Seven two one twelve ninety is our number. One eight hundred five six eight five three zero. He, after all, is a journalism. Maybe yeah. he has yeah. a degree in journalism. So there you go. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going to come right back. Seven two one twelve ninety is our number. Right back after this. One more reason. We are back on Talkback. 721-1290 is our number. Walt Kiro, a resident CPA from Kiro Byington and Associates here in the studio, sharing his expertise with over 50 years of experience. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's get right back to the phones and say good morning to Ed. Ed, thanks for holding, sir. You're on. Hi, Ed. Yeah. How are you doing? Better than uh, I deserve. I've seen on... <laughs> uh, I doubt that. Uh, seen on TV some advertisements, I think, coming from the state about tax changes for 2024. Yes. Uh, that, that we could look forward to. Are there any uh, steps we should take now with an eye towards those uh, uh, that we'll be uh, filing uh, next year, a year from now? Uh, it, the answer to that is an unequivocal, without a doubt, answer of yes. Uh, the, the eyeball to that, and of course, maybe it's too late, but if you could have taken income in 2023 uh, uh, and, 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 and not taken it in 2024, you kind of not made a big mistake, but a little one because the Montana tax rates are going down in 2024. I think we're at six and three quarters percent now, and it's going to go down to like 5.9 percent. I just I just talked to Becky Beard. She was the the author of that bill. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll mm-hmm. talk. We'll have that on the news tomorrow. So on the news, okay, that you can use. But no, Ed, that's the as far as I can see, that's the biggest one that would you know ha- have an eyeball on. Now it's an old old axiom of taxes: if you can defer income, do so, and if you want to, if you can, accelerate deductions. The whole point of that being is is to reduce your income in, say, 2023. Not only that, you have the time value of money that you can use because you won't be paying tax on 2024 until up till April of 2025. So anyway. Okay. Are they going to reduce some of these subtractions to income? I think there are 37 or 39 uh, ways to, to subtract from your Montana income. Uh, are they going to be reducing those? Uh, they've already started that process a little bit, yeah, and, and and they are going to with the whole concept towards getting to simplification. But there will always be at least these two items that they cannot uh, uh, eliminate. And one of them is reservation income. 
if you're a duly qualified uh, tribal member. And the uh, actually, there's no, two, two more uh, uh, railroad retirement. Montana can never tax railroad retirement. And uh, the first one is, is the state of Montana cannot tax U.S. Treasury income. So those items will always be an adjustment. Uh, but okay. there's, you know, there's a lot of other things. It's, uh, 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 you know, one of the questions that comes up is uh, military retirement. And the 2023 legislature did pass a bill on excluding military retirement from Montana. But it's, it's, it's uh, extremely limited. In other words, if you want to uh, uh, not have to pay tax on military retirement, you have to be working. And so just pure retirement is uh, if, oh, you, if you're not working, you're not going to be able to uh, uh, exclude that military retirement. And it's it's limited on in other ways as well. So hopefully that hey. helps you. Hey, thanks a lot. OK, Ed, take care. Thanks for the call, sir. Uh, we have about uh, we have about two minutes before we have to take a break. So let's get Monica's call in. Monica, good morning. Thanks for holding. Good morning. Uh, thank you for your program. I always learn so much. Okay. Well, good. Thank you, Monica. Uh, yes. So my question is in regards to the Montana Medical Savings Account. A couple of years ago, I, I am a caregiver for my uh, 83-year-old mother, and she had a Medicare plan, and it was through a company called Liberty Bankers, which doesn't probably matter. But I switched her over to Medicare Advantage plan, and so basically, I just calculated, you know, based on the plan, what I needed to save aside in case she had a medical emergency. Um, and I won't go into the details of the plan, but I'm wondering now, I just set it up in uh, just a, like a medical checking almost, and I just did that on my own. Should I have done some kind of um, Montana medical savings account? Would that make more sense? Uh uh, does your does your mother have income taxes to pay, or is, you know does she have much she, liability? No, she's just Social Security. It's pretty much to the penny. She's on a pretty tight budget, and and um, she pays an extraordinary amount, of course, in her supplemental uh, insurance for her health. And yeah, yeah. It, it, I've just it, been saving. You know, I've been saving three hundred a month. It just it just gets automatically transferred over to this little checking I've set up for her. Sure. Uh, I, you could set it up, but if if, if she's not going to be paying taxes now or in the future, there's not much of a, a benefit okay. to doing that. Uh, you okay. know, and it, it's a good idea to save the money, but, it, you know, if there's no tax benefit to it, I wouldn't uh, yeah. uh, go through all that exercise. But, you you know. Yeah. Unless she was going to win the lottery, then it's a different matter. Yeah. (laughs) I just kind of took the place of Liberty Bankers. And the hardest part is convincing mom that, no, we can't use that money for cat food. So, Ah, yeah. <laughs> Lisa, we we are out of uh, uh, out of time. Uh, I'm sorry, Monica. We're out of time. We appreciate the call. Thank, Thank you. you. And uh, Thank we you. have another hour yet to come. Yeah. Good luck, Monica. Get in the queue if you have a tax question for Walt Kiro. The number seven two one twelve ninety or one eight hundred five six eight five three zero nine. So uh, coming back right after the top of the hour news with Fox. 
This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. KGVO, Missoula's news and weather station. And welcome back, everybody. It's hour number two of Talk Back, brought to you by Phillips Janitorial, offering both residential and commercial cleaning. No time like the brand new year to get your home or business clean. No job is too big or small for Phillips, 406-260-6617. Also brought to you by Gomer's U.S. Diesel Parts. No matter how cold it might get, well, it's pretty mild litter so far, Gomer's U.S. Diesel Parts has everything you need to make sure your rig starts every single day time. Don't mess around. Go to Gomer's U.S. Diesel Parts and Service at Palmer and West Broadway. Also brought to you this morning by Y West Storage, located out of the Y on Two Smokes Way. For pricing and availability, if you need a storage space, give them a call, 406-510-0590, because at Y West, they're making room for you. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Just a quick reminder before we get back into TalkBack this morning and with Walt Kiro. I want you to remind you this this coming Sunday, in addition to the championship game uh, with the Montana Grizzlies, it's also the uh, the Missoula Wedding Fair. It's going to be at the Hilton Garden Inn from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Now, I want you to know, first off, there are going to be TVs there. So as you're, as you're going around checking things out at the wedding fair, right? You will be able to uh, catch the grid game there. Uh, the VIP hour is 11 a.m. till noon. $14 for VIP tickets. Buy them at MissoulaWeddingFair.com. All right. With that being said, the fabulous Walt Kiro joining us here this morning uh-huh. from uh, Kiro Byington and Associates, sir. How nice to be here. Yes. It's bet. very nice to have you here. <laughs> we were worried because we were going to have Nick do all the advice. Oh Oh, but, <laughs> hey, well, yeah. Well, he, he, he's he, got he's got an A in grammar. Well, I I, I, I already was going to send him some CPA books. It's, get, get studying, young man. <laughs> yeah, okay. For those of you who, who missed it, um, uh, uh, Walt had uh, a medical episode. Was about a week December twentieth. So it yeah. was a Wednesday. Yes. And, Two weeks ago. Right. And we were all very concerned. But you should see this guy. He's he's brimming with health. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, the folks did good. You know, the the medical uh, care that I got was excellent. The warranty was still good on your heart. So (laughs) I got some thank yous to send out. So you bet. All right. So anyway, the reason uh, Walt is here is to give tax advice, folks. And the phone lines are clear. If you have a tax question, the time to call is right now. 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. Now, in lieu of that, though, we do have the uh, stack of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... You know, um, it was kind of interesting. One of one of the first callers, I think it was Al, had rental property in his uh, uh, IRA, and you know that's a, a, a wise choice. Um, in tax planning, though, uh, I don't know if I would have done that, and here's why: is is that that real estate, if it's held outside uh, of the IRA, would qualify for capital gains, but any gain that you realize inside of a uh, retirement account becomes ordinary income when it gets distributed. So, it, you know, uh, 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 in Al's case, it's not that big a deal, but um, if in the large picture, let's right. let's let's do the large picture. In the United States, we have probably trillions and trillions of dollars in four hundred one k plans, IRAs, and whatnot. 
And if you think about those investments inside those IRAs and 401ks, what are they? Mostly stocks and bonds and stuff that are capital gains. And so the government gets the federal government and state governments, whoever taxes income, gets this huge windfall. And what I'm talking about with a huge windfall is if that investment were outside of those retirement accounts, a lot of that gain, let's just say half of it, would qualify as capital gain and taxed at probably 15%. Whereas it can come out of an IRA or qualified uh, retirement plan. And if you're in the max bracket, it's 37. Well, it's pretty simple math to go from 37 to 15 Hello. Sold. So the government does get a huge windfall, not knowingly, but they do. Right. Uh, You know, from that aspect. So is that going to change? I doubt it. But anyway, it's just food for thought out there. There you go. All right. 721-1290 is our number. 1-800-568-5309. Folks are calling in. Nick's on the phone right now with uh, with someone. But first, let's get get Renee on the line. Renee, good morning. You're on with Walt Kiro. Go ahead. Hi, Renee. Hi, Walt. Good morning. Happy New Year. Um, I have two questions for you. What was the name of that new form that small businesses are going to have to fill out? Oh, for FinCEN? Let me see. How do you spell that? Okay, FinCEN is F-I-N, and the F is in Frank is capitalized, and then uh, F-I-N, and then when you get to C-E-N, the C is capitalized, and that stands for the Financial uh, Enforcement Network. It's a, uh, it, it was a, a product, a, a government thing that came about because of all of the shenanigans that were going on with people uh, hiding income in overseas in Liechtenstein and uh, Switzerland and whatnot. Okay. And so FinCEN was created. So do I just go online and get that? I think you can. Um, you can actually start filing now. I've uh, One of the things in my stack of stuff was talk about this. And it's, it's called the U.S. Beneficial Ownership Information Registry. And so, uh, you know, I would just go, uh, here is, uh, the. you just go to, uh, www.fincen.gov and then then forward slash BOI, which stands for the Beneficial Ownership Information. And that should get you where you need to be. And uh, the form, uh, here's what I know about the form. It's relatively simple, uh, but you're going to have to provide some other personal information, date of birth, a driver's license number, uh, and maybe a couple other things. So they do get involved okay. with some personal stuff, but um, the okay. whole point is, is they want to know who owns what. So if Hunter Biden okay. owns 20 LLCs, you know, they want to know who the beneficial owners are. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you. So second question, are is your firm um, taking on new clients? I'm an established small business, but I just lost my, uh, my tax preparer. She's no longer doing this. And I've called Carol three times and left three messages, but nobody's called me back. I don't really? know if you guys are on a break. Or, okay. Yes, I've left messages because I'm 
I'm a little nervous because um, I need to find somebody because my 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 business accountant works really close with my tax accountant and keeps sure. them all up to speed. Mm-hmm. And now I'm faced, and I've had some things this year that um, are going to be just a touch on the tricky side mm-hmm. and some medical th- things. And so I really want a good, um, I want to get established with another really good tax okay, accountant. Yeah. And I've called, yeah, I've called three times. Yeah, okay, Renee. Um, my receptionist has been gone from about the 22nd of December until today. So, but that's still no okay. excuse. Um, but okay, why don't... Let's try to can, deal can we with do this. Can, can can Nick take her number? Uh, yeah. When, when you get off the air, when when you're done, uh, yeah. we'll we'll have Nick pick up the phone and get your number and pass it along to Walt. Is that okay? Yeah, and I'll I'll give you a call, Perfect. Renee. Is that all right? Okay, thank you guys. Happy Happy you, New Year. The same you, you bet, ma'am. All right, so Nick's going to go ahead and take care of that right now. 721-1290 is our number. We still have Jack, Tim, and Joe all waiting to visit with uh, Walt Cure. Here we go. So we're mm-hmm. going to come right back after this brief time out. You know, in 19... 19- More freezing fog to deal with on Wednesday, and when it does lift, it will continue to be cold and cloudy with highs just above freezing. We are starting to see more solid evidence that conditions will change at the end of the week, a slight chance of snow on Thursday, and then snow likely Friday afternoon with a chance of snow through the weekend. Most of that will be at the higher elevations, although the Mission and Flathead Valleys and the Kootenai Cabinet could see a few inches at the lower elevations. Lows will continue in the upper teens and low 20s through the end of the week. At the Town Square Weather Center, I'm Dennis Bragg. A spectacular view out my patent outside my patented exclusive weather window with a, the beautiful hoarfrost out there. It's it's lovely. But that's neither here nor there because inside the studio we have Walt Kiro from Kiro Byington and Associates. People are lined up to talk with you, Walt. So, Jack, good morning. Thanks for holding. You're on with Walt. Go ahead. Hi, Jack. Good, uh, hi. Good morning. Happy New Year. Glad you're okay. Well, yeah, thank you. Uh, quick question. How long should someone keep their tax returns and how long do you keep the tax records that support those returns? Okay. Uh, yeah, we call this record retention. And Jack, uh, here's just, this is just general advice. Since tax returns, for the most part, don't take up too much space, I keep them forever. But when it comes to documentation to back up the return, uh, you technically you don't need to keep it more than three years because the statute of limitations both for Fed and Montana is three years. And so, yeah, you can get rid of a, a lot of old stuff. I, I, I might keep four or five years just for the heck of it. But, uh, yeah, I, I would call it out. I would call out a lot of the old stuff you got. You know, uh, bank statements and invoices and, you know, you can end up with a huge pile of paper, a lot of pulp. Yeah, I, I, I think I have a building on the side there. <laughs> <laughs> mm. so, yeah. yeah, I guess I, I can start calling some of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there are some extenuating circumstances, but your question is regarding tax, uh, tax attributes. But if you have contracts and whatnot... Uh, you know, uh, the statute of limitations for contracts in Montana is longer than just the three years. And if you have an attorney that you can uh, snipe a qu- an answer to a question, that would be <laughs> – I would recommend that. And and, and uh, anyway, well, good luck. Well, thank you very much, and I'm glad you're well. Okay. Again, thanks. Thanks, thanks for the call, Jack. Appreciate it. Tim is up next. Tim, good morning. You're on Talkback with Walt Kiro. 
Hi, Tim. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Walt. You bet. Yes, this is a Colonel Tim Gardipi. I'm just curious. Uh, oh, the Colonel, one of my favorite people. Yes, yes. I was just curious. Uh, someone uh, mentioned to me, a good friend, mentioned to me, says, oh, oh, I'm ready to do my taxes right away. Uh, say if you have everything together, uh, you've uh, minimized your taxes and whatnot, and minimized all the paperwork and you've been listening to Walt steadily and <laughs> you have get them get them filed right away uh what's the soonest say that uh, the IRS or the uh, Montana state will take them I know uh employers have like the end of the month till they get out of W2 yeah. what's the timeline mm-hmm. for uh filing earliest anyway yeah Okay, well, that's a good question, and fortunately, I'm prepared to answer it. The uh, uh, the IRS is officially their computers and whatnot are officially closed until January 23rd. They say they are doing wow. computer and file maintenance right now. And so on January 23rd of this year, uh, let's assume you have your W-2s and and 1099s for bank interest or interest and dividends, whatnot, and you can file. That would be the earliest date that you can file. And when you file uh, electronically, the Montana return uh, piggybacks on the IRS forms. And so the IRS file has both the federal and state uh, file and then after the IRS receives that combine those those two files, they transfer the Montana return to the Department of Revenue in Helena. So when you electronically file, it gets done all at once. But there's a two step process there. So uh, I would rely on January 23rd as that date, Tim. Okay, great. Well, and uh, hey, make sure. Peter or Nick give you a bottle of water so you stay hydrated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you bet. We, we, we have an entire Culligan yeah. jug right outside the front door here. But <laughs> Doc, <laughs> Colonel Tim, always a pleasure, sir. Thanks so much. Yeah. We're, Thank we're, you. We're going to come right back. We have Joe and Beth, and uh, we have all sorts of lines open. If you have a question or comment for for uh, Walt Kiro, Kiro Byington and Associates, you can also use the KGVO app. And we'll be back with more here in just a moment. Hey, we're back on TalkBack. 721-1290 is our number, 1-800-568-5309. Nick Christensen over there taking your phone calls. And, uh, of course, Walt Kiro, our resident CPA from Kiro Byington and Associates, standing right here uh, to answer your questions. Joe has been waiting through the break. Joe, good morning, and thank you for holding. Go ahead, sir. Thank you. Happy New Year's. Yes, Happy um, New Year, Joe. I got a couple of questions. I'll start with uh, uh, Tim Sheehy. Now, he... The Democrats are alleging that he's got his money in the Cayman Islands, and I've always been curious about that. And maybe you could clarify, you know, what is he doing something unethical or illegal? And then I have a follow up, if you don't mind. Oh, no. Uh, oh, here's my take on I've seen those ads, uh, uh, Joe, and I think uh, it's kind of a nefarious group that probably is dark money. Uh, because it's not from Tester himself or his campaign. But a, a, a couple of things in regards to that ad. They, they take a snipe at him by saying, whoa, he got, he got a loan from the government and didn't pay it back. Well, 
everybody uh, in the thousands of employers and whatnot did the same thing that Tim had done. They took out SBA loans because it was uncertain as to the future to uh, uh, keep employees. So those loans uh, were eventually, uh, uh, if you qualified, were forgiven. So they're trying to paint him as bad when he was doing nothing out of the ordinary. And he was compliant with the law. Now, in terms of this other, this other thing, you know, I'm, I don't think, you know, that he's doing anything wrong, but, um, did they have, I, I can't remember the specific allegation, Joe. Was well, there, they're, they're just calling him shady Sheehy. Like they're, they're intimating that he's hiding all of his assets in order not to pay taxes on. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I seriously doubt that um, just because of he's got a, a firefighting business, he's got a ranch, and he's got, oh, Lord knows what not. Um, but just because he owns those assets doesn't mean he's doing anything shady or whatnot. Um, I think there's financial disclosures that you have to do, and he's probably done that. Uh, again, I think this is all part of a gaslighting technique that uh, big money that, uh, f- you know, outside of Montana money is funding those kinds of ads. So, you know, uh, uh, you know, I would presume him to be innocent until he's proven guilty. And all that is just allegations. Doesn't that okay, sound like that to question. you? Yeah, it does. But I mean, I'm not knowledgeable on it. So that's why I talk to somebody like you that's oh. a little smarter than I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I am knowledgeable about the PPP loans and and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, in terms of uh, his taxes and filings, because that's all uh, private and proprietary, you know, I wouldn't have any knowledge of that one way or the other. But, uh, you know, I, I think in his financial disclosures, you'd be able to find out you know, a fair amount, um, and and if he wasn't paying his taxes, I'm you know I'm sure that there would be you know something come about it because there's property taxes that get paid, and if you're behind on property taxes, uh, you know that kind of information is known because that's public records. Income tax is well, a different you. matter. Now, with regard to Hunter or uh, the Biden, yeah. Uh, he, uh, the Congress is back in session today, so we're probably going to hear a little more on that. But, you know, my understanding was that, uh, you know, he got uh, the statute of limitations ran on 2017 or whatever for his tax fraud. Yeah. And uh, but but my understanding was that uh, where fraud is involved, there is no statute of limitations. And, and that's now, my understanding, that too. Or not? That's my understanding, so too. Confusing. Yeah. And. uh uh, you know, I listened to Jamie Raskin over the uh, weekend on CNN. Uh, I don't usually listen to that, but it happened to. And he said that uh, they're going to bring out the emoluments clause on Trump again. Mm-hmm. And because uh, he was he was getting money in his hotels and et cetera and uh, from foreigners. And uh, but I guess they're not going to use it on uh, the Biden family. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they said there's no evidence against Hunter. That's what Jamie Raskin said. <laughs> oh, sure. There's no evidence against Hunter. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, again, that's a, a, a another form of gaslighting is is uh, deny, deny, deny and say, well, there's no evidence. Well, we all know there's plenty of evidence, whether it's bank records or uh, suspicious activity reports from the banks. There is a lot of written materials. And then also the the checks going back and forth between the Biden family called loans. Well, that's usually kind of a a marker. I, it's not a telltale factor, but it's a marker that there's some shenanigans going on. Yeah, because if there's loans, yeah. you, you typically have a loan document and repayment terms and interest rates and this and that and the other thing. So just to call a payment uh, a payment on a loan doesn't necessarily mean it's so. Yeah, do you think that uh, that'll go anywhere? Or? Oh, well, uh, it's hard to say. Um, I, I think it'll go somewhere. Uh, it just depends on, uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's just kind of funny because uh, uh, we'll see what, what happens in, in California with the prosecution of Hunter Biden. But there's no doubt. When he, when, when the uh, Department of Justice through that U.S. attorney in Delaware allowed the statute of limitations to toll on those two years, you know, that was a, uh, a judicial, uh, uh, decision made that, hey, we're just not going to pursue it. And so, obviously, the rule on the statute of limitations not running when there's fraud, well, if you choose not to prosecute, that pretty much kind of, throws that under the bus and you and i would never be treated that way i guess not <laughs> well thanks Walt. i'd let somebody else call in okay thanks, thanks joe thank, thank you for the call All joe right. we have beth and susan waiting and we're going to get to them by the way still several phone lines open we've kept walt busy here mm-hmm. uh we want to keep him busier still all the way up till 10 o'clock so give us a call at 721 if you have a tax question this is the time to get it answered absolutely free so we'll be right back after this Talk back, everybody. Glad to have you along. That, of course, is Walt Kirill right over there. He's our resident CPA from Kirill Byington and Associates. Nick Christensen is taking your phone calls and producing Talk Back. I'm Peter Christian. Beth has been waiting the longest. Beth, thank you for your patience. You're on with Walt. Go ahead, please. Hi, Beth. Hi there. Good morning and Happy New Year. I'm happy that this program is going on. I'm learning a bunch. One thing that was talked about earlier was the FinCEN form that yes. you told somebody. Okay, I don't, I, I'm in a, a funny predicament. I really don't have a small business. I volunteer at a church for equipment, music, stuff like that. And that's what, that's the form they had to give me because I didn't have enough hours at the church to get a W-2. Mm-hmm. So that forced me into being a small business, which I am not, but because of the income that they decided to give me um, yeah. for the volunteer work. Mm-hmm. And so do I need to fill out that FinCEN form, or would it be better for me just to say, don't pay me anything, <laughs> let me not be a small business, you know? Yeah, uh, okay, uh, when it comes to a small business, thereafter, uh, businesses that have formed a, uh, a limited liability company, a corporation or a partnership or some kind of entity that is apart from you as an individual. Uh, to my okay. knowledge, they're not looking uh, for forms from small businesses that are sole proprietorships, such as you are describing. 
Okay. And okay. and so I, you know, I don't think that uh, you know you would have to file this form. All righty then. I just want to stay in the the upright situation. So thank <laughs> right. You. But let's just give you a hypothetical. Let's say, oh, okay, you decided to form a single member. You alone has an owner of a limited liability company. Uh, once you form that entity and it's registered with a secretary of state um then you're supposed to do the form that's my understanding of of what's going on there with this with this with this new fincen form so absent that you know sole proprietors uh don't register with the secretary of state uh has an entity some sole proprietors will use an assumed business name and and use a registry for the secretary of state to preserve that name but that's a different matter Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks so much. Yeah. Good luck, (laughs) Beth. Thank you for the call. All right. So let's get uh, Susan on the line. Susan, good morning. You're on with Walt Kiro. Hi. Hi, Susan. Well, hi. Well, hi to you. So I called in early December and asked a question of Walt about the Montana tax credit for education. And Mm -hmm. I was wondering if he'd had a chance to look into that. Sorry that he's been ill. So Mm -hmm. this is not a pressure call. So yeah. glad he has recovered. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I uh, Susan, just so you know, I did look into that. And there are credits out there. When it was first done a couple of years ago, uh, the legislature created a credit with a cap. In other words, they would only allow so much education credit for the year from uh, basically kind of a free-for-all who first to file would first to get those credits. They've expanded that. So, yes, there is uh, 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 tax credits available for education from, uh, I believe it's from K to 12. So, anyway, uh, but it is available. I can't, you know, I don't have the form in front of me. And uh, thank you for bringing it up because uh, I'll be, be here in a couple of weeks and I'll, I'll have more on that. Okay, well, that would be good because I think, well, I think they're going to um, draw, uh, put in the amounts of money about January 17th. So mm-hmm. that might not be applicable for this year then. But I just think that people should know about it and be aware that they can get a tax credit, which is a lot better than a tax deduction. Oh, much better. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. So. Even, even um, I'm sure you as an accountant then can advise your clients, and I'm hoping that other accountants in Missoula can do the same. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think this is kind of a, a spinoff or a takeoff from a U.S. Supreme Court ruling on Montana, and I think it was called Espinoza, oh. where the uh, – oh, really? uh, uh, U.S. Supreme Court said that Montana was okay to allow for this this type of benefit for people uh, paying for uh, private schools. And uh, yes, I think so. And, and right. so, you know, all is good because, uh, uh, well, we, we I'm not going to get well, into I'm, school choice, but that's that's way beyond my no, wheelhouse. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, it's my understanding that each person can take up to $200,000 a year in tax credit, which um, is more than enough for most of us. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think there's still a global uh, cap or ceiling on that, but I can't, you know, I just did look at okay. it and I said, right. hmm, yep, it's there. It's in black and white. Okay, well, well, thanks a lot for letting people know. You bet, and thanks for bringing it up, Susan. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Susan. Right, Appreciate bye. that. And with that, for the first time for quite a while, the phone lines are, are uh, like there's crickets yeah <laughs> anyway give us a call if you have, if you have a, tech, a question for Walt. this is why he's here to answer your tax questions we've had quite a few your your, your little notepad there is almost filled up with uh, yes with stuff so anyway give us a call 721-1290-1800-568-5309 walt is here to answer your tax questions so here we are uh the next uh, estimated tax is due on January 15th. Yep. Uh, I think, as it turns out, it might be the 16th. Okay, this, yeah. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it's due, and it's the final estimate for individuals. Yeah, the, the, the 15th is the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. So, yeah. Yeah. so we got a, a, an extra day. A, an extra day. Yeah. But anyway, we go from there. And uh, for people who were set up on estimates way back a year ago, you just make your final payment and that should give you a safe harbor and out of penalties. But, you know, some people have uh, <laughs> windfalls in the middle of the year. Right, and so right. it's just a good idea to, to, to up your estimate if you've got income that was higher than what you anticipated. You bet. All right. So 721-1290 is our number. Uh, again, uh, if you have the KGVO app and you haven't used it yet, this would be a good time if you're at work or whatever and uh, you can't get away and make a call. Uh, just uh, type your hit the message us button, type your question in on the app and send it over and Nick will pass it along to Walt and we'll get your question answered. Just that simple. Uh, again, 721-1290 is our number. We'll be back, hopefully with your phone calls right after this. This is Nick. Hey, hon. What you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking a question. Like what? Hey, Bobo. Do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Okay, we're back on TalkBack. 721-1290 is our number, 1-800-568-5309. We've got Walt Kiro, our resident CPA, and he has just been busy answering questions from folks. So let's yes. uh, let's keep on going. We have Mike waiting on the line. Mike, good morning. You're on with Walt. Go ahead, sir. Oh, Mike. Good morning. Yeah, I just heard you talking about it. I just got in the car, and I heard you talking about it. Was there a tax credit if you're paying for a private school? There is a tax credit when you uh, 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 contribute to scholarships or to uh, uh, for schools. And okay, so for five hundred one, I believe so. But you know, I I looked at this uh, from the standpoint of Susan's call uh, at the, on the last show, and it is a bona fide tax credit. Uh, and I'm going to do a, a, a little bit of more in-depth research with it and then discuss it in two weeks. But, yeah, I, I believe oh, that, that, the, that the answer to your question is going to be yes, but let me confirm it. Okay, so you're going to keep us informed here in a couple yes. of weeks. Yes, yep. 
Awesome. I'll be listening. And believe me, uh, if, if Walt Kuro says he's going to look into something and do it, he is a man that keeps his word. I've never mm-hmm. known you not to follow up on something like that. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate that. Uh, let's get Tim on the line. Tim, good morning. You're on Talk Back with uh, Walt Kuro. Go ahead, sir. Hi, Tim. Uh, this is Jim. Oh, I'm oh sorry. Jim. I'm Jim. sorry. My apologies. Jim, what's on your mind? Well, there, there's this new law coming out, the beneficial ownership interest, where you need to report. So if you're a brand new, you set up a LLC in 2024, you have to report it by the end of the year. And then the, I believe it's the end of the year. And then the reporting cycle gets tighter in 2025. I'm just trying to figure out what what are they trying to go after? And is this going to be an annual report for all entities or... What do you know about it, Walt? Oh, okay, Jim. Uh, The beneficial ownership has come up, and this is in response to a law that Congress passed in 2021 because they were seeing a lot of uh, entities, especially entities that had foreign uh, dealings. And income and owners, but the, uh, the true owners of these small businesses or limited liability companies or S corps were other than what was being reported to them. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of, uh, subterfuge going on. And so Congress got, got disgusted with all that they were seeing. And so they passed this rule. Now this law has been going into full force and effect beginning, you know, a few days ago, January 1st. If you're an existing entity, business, LLC, partnership, uh, S-Corp, whatnot, uh, small corporation, small business, uh, you have during this whole calendar year of 2024 to file this FinCEN report. If you're a new business in 2024, say like you just formed uh, an LLC today, then you have 90 days from the date of that formation to file that form. And, and again, it's it's not a lot of uh, uh, numbers. It's mostly uh, demographic information, names, addresses, who the owners are, uh, because they're trying to... Uh, 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 attack this problem because there's uh oh, oh i guess uh shenanigans going on with people uh you know uh, having income here in the united states but it's reported in somebody else's name and and uh anyway there's a lot of uh concern out there for that so that's why the forum's so, there so if it was so if it was uh, so you set up an llc this year and you do the fincen report do you have to do it? Do you know if it's on an annual basis? Do you have to do it in 2025? Yeah, it's, to me, it's, uh, I was just told, and the instructions with, uh, well, not the instructions, but the information I got with this flyer on the FinCEN form is it's a one, one-time deal, but if you have a change in ownership, say two years from now, that you have to report that change in ownership. So, uh, but it's it. supposedly a one-time report. If there's no changes uh, later, okay. Well, thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much, and happy New Year, everybody. Okay, Jim. Yeah, Same to you, Jim. Thank, thanks for the call. That leaves the phone lines clear. Seven two one twelve ninety is our number. One eight hundred five six eight five three zero. Did you find what you were looking for there? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're good. All right. Uh, hey, uh, in lieu of in lieu of calls, let's get back to our 
things to do. Uh, yeah. You're, you're, you're a big list of stuff. You stack of stuff. Yeah. Um, towards the end of this year, I've had two uh, taxpayers go through. Uh, they sold their businesses and are liquidating. And uh, as I mentioned before, uh, the governor signed a bill. I think it was Senate Bill 445. And that changed uh, it how the way Montana uh, is taxing small business. And right now, if uh, you as an individual pay more than $10,000 in state and local taxes, property or income, that's not deducted uh, or not deductible on your federal return. So what this bill that uh, uh, the governor signed did is it lined up Montana with 34 other states. And what happens is if you have the small business or the S-Corp or LLC pay the tax at the entity level, you can avoid that $10,000 limitation. Okay. So uh, I have one case where it's making hundreds of thousands of dollars a difference. Right. And so this is new. And so people out there who have limited liability companies or small businesses or partnerships, uh, you can make that election with this year's Montana return to do that. And so it, it'll take an otherwise non-deductible item and getting a tax benefit from it. So fantastic! Oh yeah, and all right. Well, so but uh, Nick is busy taking calls. Uh, people are still trying to get in to, to talk with Walt Kira. Richard is waiting on the line here. Just a moment. we'll get to his call in just a moment. Is Richard on the line? Let's do it. Uh, Richard, good morning. Thanks for holding your own with Walt Kira. Go ahead, please, sir. Hi, Richard. Good morning. And hello, Walt. Yes. Thank you for letting me ask a question. Sure. I understand that, uh, well, the federal government's always attacked Social Security benefits. Yeah. If you're working part-time or whatever, then a certain percentage of your wages are taxable. Your Social Security benefits are taxable. Mm-hmm. I understand the state of Montana is going to start doing that now. As well, isn't that being double taxed? Uh, the answer is uh, not really. Um, and I, I can't say it totally, but for the most part, it's not a double tax. Um, but just to let you know, Montana has taxed Social Security just about at the same clip as the IRS has done it. So it's always been kind of there but montana if you file marriage separate you get a break because of the the first $25,000 of income uh non social security income uh, uh makes it so that the social security is not taxable unless you go above that and it's a complicated formula but um it, here's why it's not double tax is along the way as you were putting money into Social Security and your employer was putting money into Social Security, those items were deducted by the business uh, or whoever was paying you. So on one hand, somebody got a tax deduction for that money that was paid into Social Security. So it's just kind of a, 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 a common axiom is if you got a deduction 
for something and later it reverses, so like when you start collecting Social Security, that it would be taxable. But uh, both Montana and the IRS only tax up to 85% of what you receive in Social Security depending upon your other income. So uh, does that well, help you? That's why it makes me think it's a double tax because they're both doing the same amount. Oh, 85%. yeah, it, it's, I, I, you know, uh, for example, if you got a, a W-2 from an employer, both the federal government and Montana tax that. So it's, it's, it's not necessarily a double tax. It may appear that way, but it, it, it's not. It's just, they're both taking their piece of haircuts <laughs> from the same oh, pie. Which way they, which- I wish they quit taking the haircut off mine. Uh, <laughs> Some of us have less hair than we used to, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Richard, thanks for the call. Okay, Thank let, you. Let me, ask, let me ask you one quick question. Where I'm on Social Security and my wife's not. Uh-huh. So I, they're going to continue taking that tax out. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and if your wife makes more than say thirty thirty five thousand, then you'll start paying tax on your Social Security. You'll have to include that as income that's taxed. Well, I'm working full time. Oh well, then my wife is working part time. Oh okay, so you're double dipping, uh, huh? <laughs> I'm teasing, of course, because you're well, working. Well, I'm 67. You're supposed to be able to retire at a certain age, but it don't look like it's going to happen. Well, I'm in that same boat. So, but actually, I love what I do. So, <laughs> anyway, Richard, we're way past a break. Thanks for the call. Best of luck to you. We're going to come right back and get get Ruth's call uh, when we come back from this one minute timeout. Hello, this is Pastor. Okay, we're back on Talk Back. Only about five minutes left uh, for the folks to get uh, good tax advice, and we're going to go to, to Ruth's call right now. Good morning, Ruth. You're on Talk Back with Walt Carroll. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I had a question. I was listening to the news, and you know how you just catch um, the ending of the news, and you think, oh, wait, what did they say? Now, what I remember hearing is that some city in the U.S. here, and I don't know what state, they were not going to pay their um, municipal bond um things so i was just wondering did you do you know anything about that have you heard anything about that okay ruth uh thanks for the question uh and this connotes all kinds of things because uh almost most city of any size will issue municipal bonds in other words they they uh promise to pay the person that loans them money uh interest Uh And municipal bond interest is tax-free at the federal level uh, and uh-huh. and at the state level as well, as long as if you're a Montana taxpayer, it's a Montana municipal bond. But what can happen is, is the municipality will default on on those loan programs, and, and then you end up with, well, uh, do I have a bad debt or do I have a capital loss and whatnot? So you kind of have to, you know, deal with that as the information comes about. So there's two tax consequences there. You got the interest income issue, but then do you have a capital loss if they default? So, uh, 
I've heard of it before back in the 1980s. In fact, uh, I had a client who invested in municipal bonds. And uh, the reason they invested in the municipal bonds, because on the good faith and credit of XYZ local government, but there was also an insurance company. But in this particular case, not only did the bonds default, the insurance company went brank, b- bankrupt. So, mm. <laughs> so there's no such no. thing as a guarantee of anything. And, uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 there is an appeal to that because of municipal bonds, because of the interest being tax exempt. And, and so some people, really like that aspect but you like anything else you got to be careful what you invest in and most of the time you don't think uh, uh governments would be a a dangerous place to invest but uh, the answer is it can be just like anybody else okay well thank you i've i have a financial advisor that i'm I am in bonds, so municipal bonds. So I'll give him a call and see if that applies to the bonds I'm. He has me invested in. So oh yeah, thank I, you very much. Yeah, you need to uh, know everything about those, especially when it comes time to get paid. Right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. You bet. I'm Good luck, you're, Ruth. You're healthy. You bet. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you so are we, by the way, just yeah. in case you're wondering. <laughs> we, we set up flares when uh, when uh, Walt came home from the hospital. Said, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be there. I'll be there. You will? Mm-hmm. You will? Mm-hmm. Oh, so anyway. Uh, all right. So we have a minute and a half, Mr. Walt. Uh, any, any final advice for folks before we uh, give your contact information? Well, uh, the final advice is start getting your ducks in a row, your act together. You know, you're pooping a stuff in a group, yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and start, you know, uh, this is a good time of year because you just, we're just finishing with the holidays and we're just getting started. So start putting your tax information together. It can be as simple as a manila file folder and just stick everything in there. Uh, to a certain extent, that's what I do. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the more you stay on top of your financial information, the better. All right. How about some contact information for Kiro you, Byington and Associates? You can reach me at 406-549-2288. And has, uh, let me see, who was it? Oh, the lady. She did get a call back from she us. Did. Renee. Hey, all right. Yeah. Good deal. Anyway, uh, we're at Carol Byington CPAs, KBCPAS.net. That's our website. So. All right. Go for it. Thanks. for the, Thank you so much. Hey, Paul. Thank you. All right. What you got? Yeah. Man? Tomorrow, uh, we're going to have the Montana World Affairs Council with Bob Seidenschwartz and Joseph Brade. He's the president of the Center for Peace Communications and a former U.S. diplomat who served as a Middle East analyst and negotiator. Wow. All right. So it's a mouthful. Have a great day, everybody. Uh, drive safely with because of the fog. We'll see you tomorrow morning.